Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today, as always. We are live every single day at noon Eastern. Now, if you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And then if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps as well. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio folks however you want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways Alrighty, folks today is the day game one game two game three of the six first games of the nfl playoffs today cannot wait loaded show today we're going to be talking about you know final thoughts on the playoff games best bets of the playoff games i told y'all yesterday on the show we will be watching josh allen's game in the playoffs from last season when he faced the Houston Texans. So we're going to be watching that, breaking it down. What is the main difference from Josh Allen in that playoff game to where we think he's going to play in this playoff game? So we've got all that on the show today. I mean, we're folks, we're 59 minutes away from kickoff. We got a show to do. We got to get you guys out of here because I got to get out of here because I got to, you know, prep a little bit so I can enjoy just sit down and watch a full day of football. So that's what we got on the show today, just taking you guys up to kickoff and, um, yeah, giving our final thoughts. So here we go couple of stories uh, before we get into all that. Here we go. Everything's good to go, folks. No COVID. Every game is going to be played today. Now, tomorrow's a different story, but, you know, it's still looking good. Uh, the only thing you really have to worry about is the Browns game, but they're getting better, and they haven't had, like, a positive case in the last two days, two, three days. So everything's good for today's games. Everything's looking good for tomorrow's games. We're all good for Super Wild Card Weekend, baby. Alrighty, here we go. Rams activate defensive lineman Michael Brockers from the reserve COVID-19 list. Fantastic for the Rams. Unfortunately, Jared Goff is not 100%. So it doesn't really matter that, you know, they're getting their defensive lineman activated. Uh, he was in that game two weeks ago, folks. So... Alrighty, and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley for the Bills are officially active today for the Colts. I mean, even if they weren't, I mean, they just—I mean, the Bills just proved last week that they can use Isaiah McKenzie. They can use, you know, number three, four, five wide receivers, and it's not going to make a difference. Josh Allen knows where to go with the football, and the offensive coordinators knows what routes and what plays to call to, you know, expose the defense to get wide open wide receivers. So, uh, Bills starting weapons out there against the Colts I mean how are you going to stop both of these how do you stop both of these no team has been able to stop Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley in the same game so how are the Colts going to do it they're not folks they are just simply not doing it <clears throat> Alrighty, Mike Evans, he was dealing with the knee injury all week. We saw him a little injured and, you know, walking off the field. It did not look good last week, but he's going to be playing against Washington. Fantastic for him. I mean, Tom Brady's going to have all of his weapons healthy and ready to go, except for one, but we'll get there in the next story. But, hey, I mean, you got Mike Evans. I would First play of the game, I would take the deep shot. I would just take the deep shot with Mike Evans. 80-yard bomb, first play of the game. Let Tom Brady air it out. Make that Washington defense get uncomfortable from the start get-go. Have Mike Mike Evans on one side, have Antonio Brown on the other side. Just both run streaks, maximum protection. Tom Brady, just take that matchup. If it's one-on-one on one side, take it. If it's double covered on you know both sides, I still take the shot. Extend the uh, the extend the defense vertically, and Mike Evans is going to be good to go for this Bucks game tonight. Oh, it's tonight's game, isn't it? Yeah. All right, that's going to be a good one. I, I really can't wait to see what Tom Brady against this Washington defense is going to do. It's going to be great to watch. 
Alrighty, here we go. Bucks rule out LaShawn McCoy for an illness against Washington. I mean, he didn't even play last week, so I don't even know if he played for the last two weeks, honestly. So, not a big loss here. Uh, Ronald Jones is just as fine as you know, LaShawn McCoy is, and they still got Leonard Fournette, if need be, as a backup running back. So, probably not going to miss LaShawn McCoy too much. Yeah, he does bring, you know, a speed factor, but, you know... Uh, they got plenty of weapons. I mean, they, he'd be like their seventh option. I think Tom Brady can go without his seventh option for a game here. All right, in this news broke, there's changes in Dallas, folks. And do you think it's Mike McCarthy? Come on, they're not going to do that. They should do that, but they didn't do that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys announced uh, yesterday that defensive coordinator Mike Nolan and defensive line coach Jim Tonsula would not be returning to the team for the 2021 season. All right, that was the issue that Dallas thinks, the defense, because the defense was actually getting a little bit better at the end of the season. I mean, if I was the defensive coordinator or defensive line coach, I'd be like, hey, my, how about that offense? Yo, you couldn't do anything with that offense the entire season. And you, you still got your job, but you're going to punish the defense? The defense got better at the end of the season, folks, while the offense was still sputtering. Andy Dalton had one good game in Week 16. They weren't good in Week 17, so honestly, it doesn't even matter. So, um, you know, Mike McCarthy, he's going to be here for a while. Unfortunate for Dallas Cowboys fans. They will not win a playoff. Or they will not win a Super Bowl under Mike McCarthy. And I honestly am going to go as far as they will never win the division with Mike McCarthy there. And they will never win a playoff game while Mike McCarthy there they may squeeze in as a wild card one season maybe but I mean we we've seen that how can you not make Andy Dalton Zeke CD Lamb Amari Cooper work offensively I, I don't I, I don't get it this this roster was loaded with talent I mean look at all the teams in the NFC East the Cowboys are easily the most talented roster on paper I get you know on paper is different than on the field but on paper you have a lot to work with and Mike McCarthy didn't so I don't know man I think he's got to go as well but he's staying and uh, they're getting, they're getting rid of the defense because they think the defense was the majority of the problems there all right all right Alrighty, here we go. Bills expected to discuss massive extension with quarterback Josh Allen in the offseason. Yes, pay this man, pay this man, pay this man big. Give this man Patrick Mahomes money, $500 million. Wrap this man up for 10 years. The, the way he's playing, if I'm Josh Allen, I'm demanding a contract this season just in case you know I decline a little bit next season. I don't think he will, but just in case, Josh Allen's definitely going to want to get a deal done. Um, he's going into his fourth year, so I mean, the Bills are going to be signing him, you know, regardless anyway. But, um, yeah, give this man a lot of money. I would expect him to probably be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. Not sure. If they if they win the Super Bowl, then they'll definitely give him, you know, Patrick Mahomes money. But if he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, I think they pay him just under Patrick Mahomes money in, uh, you know, second second highest uh, paid quarterback in the league. And it's deserved. It's deserved, folks. I mean, 13-3 and season, dominating every single game, not turning the ball over that's the biggest thing he really cleaned up the turnovers may he, he did struggle with the turnovers in like the first three weeks of the season but that's that's to be expected when there was no you know training camp no preseason games and he was coming off of a not great season a decent season but not a great season last season so yeah he kind of struggled and it wasn't even a, like a heavy struggle it was like he fumbled twice in like the first game and that was it so I mean very well done by Josh Allen the leap from last year to this year it's it's un, it's remarkable folks it's truly fantastic so yes get this man paid get this man paid 
Alrighty, and then quickly we can go over these. The AP All-Pro teams have been announced. So here we go on offense. They put Aaron Rodgers as the number one quarterback. I would probably agree with that. Um, you know, the the touchdown to interception ratio is fantastic. I think he's at like 69, 70% completion percentage. Once again, absolutely fantastic. Um, and I really think him playing in week 17 really edged out Patrick Mahomes for MVP and, you know, AP first All-Pro team. So... Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Derrick Henry's the running back. We've been saying this all season. He this is this man's hands down is hands down the best running back in the league, and he has been the last two seasons, and he will be next season because this man is a all-time talent. He will go down as potentially the greatest running back of all times, folks. I mean, he's big and he's fast. I don't know if we've seen you know a running back like this since like Barry Sanders. I mean, folks, he's fantastic. And then we get Travis Kelsey. He's the all-pro first-team tight end. I mean, rightfully so. The man was the leading receiver through like 16 weeks. And then I think Stephon Diggs beat him out the last two weeks or something like that. But, I mean, folks, a tight end having over like close to 1,300 yards receiving, it's wild. It's bonkers. I think he finished top five of receivers. I know I don't think he played in week 17. And if he did, Chad Hetty was giving him the ball. So he probably didn't catch a lot. So he. He probably, you know, didn't, maybe not, I know he didn't finish number one. He may have not even finished top three, but I definitely think he finished top five and he was top one going into week 16. So fantastic what he's done. Now the three wide receivers, they got Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. I love the Tyreek Hill pick. I, I would definitely agree with that. Devonte Adams. I would agree with that as well. I would probably put DeAndre Hopkins instead of Stephon Diggs. And I'm not digging. You know, this isn't a dig to Stephon Diggs. But I, I would I would put that Stephon Diggs is a better wide receiver of just kind of getting open, of running routes where DeAndre Hopkins has better hands. Um, and I think um, DeAndre Hopkins has made a little bit more of an impact than Stephon Diggs has. Um it, it, it is real tight, folks. It is real tight. But I think I would have put DeAndre Hopkins instead of Stephon Diggs or maybe even Devontae Adams because, once again, Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs, they're both great because of how open they can get while running routes. I mean, the, their running routes is, you know, best in the league. So I understand why they put them as, you know, the number two's wide receivers here. But I really think DeAndre Hopkins, for his sheer catching ability, just going up and get it. I mean, he caught a Hail Mary, folks. I mean, not a lot, barely any players do that. I mean, that's why it's called a Hail Mary. So the fact that um, DeAndre Hopkins was just able to go high point the ball, and he's really been doing it all season long. So um, I, I like the list. I mean, I, I understand all the arguments, and I kind of agree a little bit. But I think if I was making the list, I think I would have put. Devontae, Adams, Tyreek Hill, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins leaving Stephon Diggs out. And then the linemen, we're not going to discuss that. Um, and then, all right, the defense. Here we go. Edge, TJ Watt. I'm telling you, he's the best Watt brother, and we were kind of proven right here. Then they got Miles Garrett for the Browns. Once again, fantastic. A um, little bit of uh, corners. You got Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. Xavier Howard, you know, the most. He's got 10 interceptions a season. Very well done. And then Jalen Ramsey's been, you know, locking up every wide receiver here. So very well done to him. And then the three safeties. I love to see it. Tyron Matthew, Minka Fitzpatrick. 
Patrick. I agree with that. They're my favorite players defensively to watch. They're my favorite safeties. I think they are revolutionizing this kind of safety position of just literally being all over the field at any given play, rushing the passer. We see Jamal Adams doing that a lot more. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Tyron Matthew, a little bit of, you know, just kind of double covering and, you know, playing all around the field. And then we see Buda Baker on here. Very well done. He's had a very good season this, um, you know, this year. And, you know, he really elevated this Cardinals defense to another level. So I'm very interested to see Buda Baker next year. And I really think they got it right. I don't know if they're missing anybody here on the all-pro uh, first team defense. So kind of agree with all this. Alrighty, that is those are all the stories that we needed to talk about. So let's um, before we talk about bets, uh, we gotta watch this film, folks. This is Bills Texans wild card from last season. Let's break it down. Let's see if Josh Allen was good this game. Let's see if he wasn't good this game. I mean, he's gonna be good today. I, I don't think anybody has to worry about that. But let's try and see what he did last season. We'll watch this. Um, we'll probably skip over to Sean Watson's parts a little bit, just kind of focus on Josh Allen in this Bills offense, and then we'll get to, you know, best bets, final thoughts of the games today. So let's watch this. Here we go. Bills, Texans, wild card. We got to go to first play. So here we go. First drive, <clears throat> little swing pass out there. I believe that's Devin Singletary. Nice little seven-yard pickup. This is their first drive. Here it is. Once again, continuation of the first drive. And I really remember a lot of trick plays. And this isn't really a trick play, but it's kind of a trick play. Just Josh Allen using his legs. Very well done there. Little bit of misdirection. You know, not a trick play, but, you know, here we, we're going to get a trick play here for the touchdown. So, you know, that big run to the right. Now they're coming back left. Josh Allen actually catches, catches a pass, a little bit of trick plays. This is what I've been talking about, you know, throughout earlier in the season where I was like, you know, Sean McDermott really didn't trust Josh Allen to go out and win this game. A lot of trick plays on that first drive. They didn't really score any more points throughout the game than this besides a couple of field goals. So they get the seven here. Very well done. We could watch this uh, Texans drive real quick. Wow. What is that? 20 yards right there off the rip. Now Deshaun Watson escaping the pocket, doing what he does best, but the Bills bring him down. Very well done. Third and nine. Can they defend it? Let's see what we get. Deshaun Watson stepping up in the pocket. Now, luckily for Bills fans, Cole, or, um, uh, Phillip Rivers can do nothing even close to this, so you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, running quarterbacks carving up the Bills' defense here. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that's why I put him as number one wide receiver right there for that play. <laughs> that's why we put him in the AP all-offense uh, all this season. All right, next drive, Josh Allen. I mean, this is honestly a great pass. Holy cow, look at this. Right out in front where he can go and catch the ball. Very well done. Josh Allen's ball placement in this game so far has actually been pretty good. And I know we only watched two passes, but this one's great as well. Once again, kind of a little bit too much, but still giving your receiver a chance to catch the ball. And that's really what he's been doing all season long. So very well done. He has shored up the accuracy a little bit. And that's exactly why the completion percentage has really skyrocketed from last season to this season. And now a little bit of a mistake here by Josh Allen that he kind of gets bailed out on. I mean, the corners is sitting on that route. Now that's something that we have seen Josh Allen clean up a little bit, the turnovers. I mean, that should have been a pick six, folks. Um, but he hasn't really done that this season. So we're, we are kind of seeing huge adjust, adjustments from this playoff game to this season, which is fantastic. That's what you want to see. Your players getting better, players getting better, fixing their mistakes. 
So love to see that. Uh, let's skip over this uh, Texans offensive series. They're not in the playoffs, so we don't really have to worry about them. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Josh Allen's next drive. They're still up 7-0 here. Devin Singletary was having himself a game. But uh, the, the drives for the Bills always stalled. That's why they had to settle for field goals. I think they ended the game with only 17 points. And we see them just kind of driving here the first quarter. This is the start of the second quarter. All right, here we go. Third and nine. Let's see where he goes with the ball here. Very well done. Just a little bit too low. I think he's a little lucky that he picked up the first down here. A little short, just kind of rolled past it. So another thing that Josh Allen has really kind of cleaned up, throwing it to the marker. And, you know, I, he was wide open, but, you know, just a little bit ac better accuracy on these kind of dink and dunk throws. He's right in front of him, placed it right on target. Very well done. Wide open here. I mean, wide open. Holy cow. First and 10. They're driving. Josh Allen, run up the middle. Sliding. Ooh, he fumbled. He fumbled the ball. This is another thing that Josh Allen has cleaned up, you know, protecting the ball as he scrambles. We see him lose it here. Was he down? Ooh, he was down. All right, a little lucky there. But once again, we really haven't really seen him fumble since, you know, week four. So perfect for that. All right, trying to fit it in here. Let's try to watch this one one more time. That's great defense just to kind of to tip it away. Fantastic. So the drive stalls. No, it's third and ten. Let's see if they can pick it up here. Damn, and they say out of bounds. We get a replay here. Mm, that's a great that's a great throw still that's got to be better adjustment on the receiver um, so very well done on that attempt um, you know the stall of settling for field goal Josh Allen over the middle broken up Josh Allen to the to the right sideline um, just incomplete but it was a good ball thrown so very well done there unfortunately it stalls Deshaun Watson the Texans are coming back they have to punt I mean look at this 10 nothing with five minutes left Bills are going to be looking to do this and even more, which I'm sure they will because I'm telling y'all, Phillip Rivers, he's not doing anything. Um, all right, here we go. Back to Devin Singletary. Back to Devin Singletary. Now we get Josh Allen on third and eight. Look at this man go on the run, steps up. Can't even set his feet, just throws it there. You got to love this kid, man. Here we go. Two minutes left, up 10. On your own 30-yard line, want to get some points before halftime. Just dumping it off over the middle of the field. Cole Beasley, too easy, too quick. Here we go. Can they get any points before halftime? Josh Allen just kind of, you know, dinking it off a little bit to Devin Singletary. And he escapes. Oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. Josh Allen again. To Cole Beasley again. The speedster, the elusiveness. It's too good. Third and two. Josh Allen. A little bit of a pump fake. And he still picks up the first down. Very well done. Inside the red zone now. Or trying to get inside the red zone. A little bit of run. Nothing there. Not, I don't like that play call. Why are, you, why are we running the ball? Like, Let's air this out. Let's get a touchdown here. Trust Josh Allen. He's been perfect all game of what we've been seeing. You know. Oh, dang. We get a replay of this. 
I hate that I can't bring this up into our, you know, kind of usual NFL game pass player so we can kind of slow it down and replay it. But, you know, that seemed like a good pass to me. And a little bit of conservative play calling here from um, John McDermott. I mean, those runs. I mean, what are, we, what are we doing here? Air it out. There's only like 30 seconds left. You only have two timeouts. Let's take some shots at the end zone. So that's what I was kind of saying earlier this season. John McDermott, very conservative calling the play. That's why I said he didn't really trust Josh Allen in this game. But now this season, folks. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to trust this man. He's showing you everything. He's throwing for over 4,000 yards. He's not, um, you know, turning the ball over. So Sean McDermott does have to call a little bit more of an aggressive game plan here, I believe. Um, and he's been doing it all season, so I believe he will. I mean, they just put up 50 points against the Dolphins last week. I mean, come on. Um, all right. They call that a. Uh, they don't call that a touchdown for the Bills. Unfortunately, watching that live, I would have said that we should have been. Um, all right, Deshaun Watson couldn't do anything. Now Josh Allen's back and he's running the ball. He's getting out of bounds, not fumbling. Love to see it. Third and three, couldn't pick it up. They end up punting. Deshaun Watson's gonna air it out. Unfortunate, a little incomplete. Buffalo forcing a turnover. Let's watch this. DeAndre Hopkins fumbling at the wrong time. Unfortunate. Oof. Oof. Maybe we don't put him on the AP All-Pro list, right? All right, Josh Allen's back at it here. Trying to run the ball, run out the clock. Eat up as much time as you can because you got a 13-0 lead. You're going to be scoring here as well. So, yeah, definitely eat as much time off the clock as you can. Josh Allen holding the ball way too long here. Never feels the pressure coming off his blind side, and he gets taken down, and he settles for another field goal. So the tips for the Bills in this game are – let's see if he makes it. He does. The tips for the Bills in this game, Sean McDermott, don't be conservative in second. Do not settle for field goals. I know that's easier said than done, but still, you, I mean, this is why the Bills lost. I mean, could you imagine if they scored touchdowns and all those field goals? This would be, what, 35 nothing at this point? No chance of a comeback. But settling for field goals, you keep the other team in the game, and then they come back. So now, luckily for the Bills, if this is the case where it's 16 nothing and they're being conservative with the play call, and um, you know uh, they're settling for field goals, uh, and they are up 16 nothing, you don't have to worry about it because Philip Rivers cannot move the ball at all. So you you got nothing to worry about. If the Bills are up 16 nothing, the game's over at that point uh, today in today's game. All right, so Bills defense bending and breaking, bending and breaking. Deshaun Watson carrying everybody. Get this man out of Houston, baby. This man's got to go somewhere else, bro, because he is wasting his talents there in Houston. Bill O'Brien's really ruined that franchise, unfortunate. And then look at this man all the way, two-point conversion, and just like that, one possession game, even though the Bills have been dominant this entire game. Now you get the pressure on Josh Allen. What can he do? A beautiful strike there, wide open. Love to see it. Josh Allen drops back. Slinging it. And it's caught. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
Woof, that's a fantastic catch, and they call holding. Oh, unfortunate. All right, third and eight now. Josh Allen stepping up. Oh, and he fumbles, and there it is. There's the big old turnover we were waiting for to watch. Um, but he hasn't been doing that this season, so I don't think we have to watch it. And they ran the, they were running the ball with Josh Allen a lot in this game. I think they dial it back in this, uh, this game today. All right, Bills defense. Houston offense got a little bit of a taste of what scoring is like, and they are not going to want to let it up. They try this 41-yard field goal, and that is good. Holy cow, lead is dwindling here. Start, well, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Josh Allen back at it, and the accuracy is starting to go at the end of the game. He, he, I mean, that's an easy pass he's got to make, and he does make it. And we see, you know, J.J. Watt gets his hand on the ball there. That's why it was inaccurate. So the offense for the Bills is now floundering a little bit. And DeAndre Hopkins makes up for his fumble earlier. I mean, folks, now we put him back on the, you know, AP all you know all, all pro first team offense list this year. Deshaun Watson going to take off. Nothing big there. Five minutes left. Texans over the middle of the field and down at the one. I see them punch it in real quick. Deshaun Watson, speed option. Fumble the ball. Oh, loss of five. Second and goal. Now this is wide open touchdown. There it is. And they go for two again. Do they get it? They do. I mean, Deshaun Watson, how clutch is he, folks? Holy cow. Anybody, please trade to get that man. All right. Once again, kind of not really a trick play, but a setup screen here. And it really works to perfection. Holy cow. Across midfield, about a 40-yard pickup, probably even more. And now all they need is a field goal to tie this baby up. Third and one. A little bit of a run there with Josh Allen. Love to see it. Let's see this kind of play calling here. Now, you know, once again, they're kind of in the red zone. Does the play calling get a lot more conservative like we've been already seeing? They try to run it here. Not trusting Josh Allen, folks. They were not trusting Josh Allen all game. Now it's third and 13. What can he do? He makes a real bad decision. Luckily, he was able to kind of get it off because that should have been, you know, a sack. That should have been, you know, calling down. And they, they call it. What do they call? Fourth and 27 now. Here we go. Josh Allen tries to buy some time, and he gets brought down. I mean, that was not a great look. And once again, this is definitely a learning moment that I think Josh Allen learned a ton from. You know, in this kind of game-clinching scenario, you can't take a sack. Some bad decisions there by him, and we haven't seen that all season. I don't think I've seen um, Josh Allen make one bad decision offensively, like taking a big sack and you know late in games when they're already in field goal position. So he's definitely learning. This game, last, last season was a fantastic kind of start in the playoffs for him yes he lost and I think he kind of I think him losing that game probably is better for him in the long run I think Sean McDermott and Josh Allen really could learn a lot from this game film folks so Bills have one more chance here let's see Josh Allen engineer a 
clutch field goal drive. Once again, he's using his legs, and holy cow, is that man quick. And once again, doing a little bit too much, and we still see that from him this season. Still trying to live a little bit too much, just kind of take it easy. I mean, that was a fantastic play. That picked up like 20 yards on the ground. Don't try to get more. You've got time. So time situation, time management, situational awareness is everything that, you know, Josh Chandler really should he should have watched this entire game. I'm hoping he did this week because he could learn so much from it. All right, let's keep it going here. Don't know what they called, but they still have it basically at the 50. Josh Allen. Boom, bingo. Classic 15-yard out route. Perfect. Once again, going right back to the middle, middle of the field. In field goal position now. Perfect. Let's see what they do here. Is Sean McDermott going to be real conservative here? And they kind of are. I mean, just kneeling it, not playing it, not taking the shot. You got to take some shots. It's Josh Allen. I mean, he's got the arm to do it. So I would have liked to see a little bit more shots go and win the game, win the game now. Oh, they try to do it right here. All right. I can get behind it. All right. So they did that. All right. We take we take our you know last eight seconds of commentary back and then they settle for the field goal and it's perfect. Now it's in overtime. Let's see how this unfolds. Do the Bills even have a chance to get the ball on offense? Let's see what we get. Deshaun Watson doing clutch Deshaun Watson things. Oh no, he got the pass off by. Is that Brandon Cooks? I believe that is Brandon Cooks or Jared Cook. I should say Jared Cook. Here it is, Josh Allen on third and 12, and poor defense there. And now the Bills have a first down. Why does this collapse around another third and nine here? Really would have loved to see what those other plays were. Were they conservative? Were they run plays? How was Josh Allen looking? But holy cow, this man comes up clutch. Oh, my gosh. How did they beat this game another third and nine here? He escapes the pressure. He's going to take off and run with it. Josh Allen tries to hurdle. I mean, this is what I'm saying about the man. Like, he just wants to pick up everything. He wants to do too much. You got to get down. You got to protect yourself as a quarterback. I understand that this man's big and beefy. I get all of that. But still, you're huge. You're the most important part of a team. You cannot get injured. Take a, you know, take a page out of Russell Wilson's playbook. Just slide. This man wants to go over the competition. I love it. I mean, as a competitor, I love it. 19-19 overtime playoff game. Yes, get do everything you need to do. But, um, you know, let's be a little bit uh, safe here. What do they call the flag on? They call it on the Bills. Holy cow. And now they're out of field goal range. Everything was not going right for the Bills here. Oh, and an awful call there. An awful call. Awful call. Wow. Bills should have won last season. Did y'all know that? <laughs> Did y'all know that? Bill should have won last season. Um, all right. Now it's DeAndre Hopkins. Now it's Deshaun Watson's time to really end this game. Another sack. In the, don't tell me the Bills are going to get another crack at this ball. Third and 18, Deshaun Watson. And they pick it up. They picked up the third and 18, folks. Second and five, pick up. Can't bring him down. 
Can't bring him down. Andy gets 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 yards after almost a guaranteed sack. Deshaun Watson says, I've been doing this, baby, since college. Y'all haven't watched me. I step up in the biggest game. You can't bring me down. I'm elusive. Come on. Get that man out of Houston, please. Please. That man needs a ring now. He can't be like Larry Fitzgerald who goes ringless in his career. And that's when the Houston Texans win. So, Bills, a huge defeat there. They really should have won it. They were leading all game. A little bit of a you know blunder in the play calling. So, Sean McDermott, learn from this. I think Josh, I mean, I'm assuming they both did. I mean, the way that they've been calling the games and coaching the game and, you know, how, the way that Josh Allen's really been playing this season, that, that film doesn't even compare or really hold any weight this season, honestly, just of how much of a turnaround we've seen with Buffalo. So, um, you know, they can learn a lot. Josh Allen, don't turn the ball over. He hasn't been doing that. Accuracy short up. Not settling for field goals. That's short up. Trusting Josh Allen more. That's short up. So, Bills looking good here for their playoff game. Alrighty, now we are 29 minutes away from kickoff here. So let's go give our final thoughts, best bets on Saturday's games. We'll come at you live tomorrow. We'll probably look at what game? We'll probably look at a playoff game. Um, we'll probably look at Titans Ravens from last season, honestly. So that's going to be on the show tomorrow. Titans Ravens. We'll dissect that, and then we'll kind of give our final thoughts, best bets, like we're going to do right now for tomorrow's show. So. Saturday's games, we're going to start here. Colts-Bills, folks. We're going to look for some prop bets. We've been saying Bills minus 6.5 all week long. Let's see. Um, let's get some better value on this line because we can bet this up. I, I, I feel very comfortable betting this up a little bit more than Bills minus 6. So we can go all the way up to. Let's see what we can get here. What's real good value for the Bills? Bills minus 10 is absolutely fantastic. Maybe get it at the 9.5, but 10 for the push. I, I play for the pusher, you know, the the winner, the push here. Let's go Bills minus 10. We called it. We thought the line was going to be. We predicted it at Bills minus 9.5. So Bills minus 10 is a great play. I'm telling you guys, the Colts will probably not score that much. I, I Probably 14 is their ceiling here on the road in Buffalo. Um in kind of the lack of ability that kind of Phillip Rivers has. So Colts probably try to run the ball a little bit more. We saw Frank Reich. I mean, 27 passes by Phillip Rivers last week. I believe 30 runs last week. So they focus more on the run game. And they have been kind of doing that a little bit at the back half of the season. So Bills minus 10, it's plus 145. He put 500 on that and you're walking away with $1,200. Fantastic value there. I love that. What else can we get here? If you want to get it under the 13 and a half hook, that's absolutely fantastic as well. I'm telling you, the Bills are going to win big. So Bills minus 13 and a half. I would get this one definitely under the 14 point hook. But this is plus 215. I would I would put 500 on this, and then you're walking away with 1500 bucks. So you know the difference between Bills minus 13 and a half and Bills minus 10. It's only really like 300 bucks if you're going to bet the 500. So nothing great there. So probably the best value so far is Bills minus 10. That really should be easy. I, I don't understand the Bills minus six and a half line. I, I honestly believe that is robbery, folks. Go and rob Vegas. I hammer, hammer, hammer. Bills minus six and a half. That's great. That's the best value you can honestly get. All right, and then the most we can buy this one up to is Bills minus 18 and a half. So, you know, that's basically going to be um, 7-14. You get a 17, so you can't do that. So you're looking at three touchdowns, which I would definitely be down with. I would agree with this. I mean, I, I, it's Phillip Rivers, folks. When has he ever proven himself in the clutch? 
Never. He's been in the league 17 seasons. Probably not that many. Probably 14 to 17. But still, you understand the point. The man has been a quarterback, starting quarterback forever. And he still doesn't have a ring. Still hasn't won, you know, the big clutch games. And that's coming to this season as well. Not winning the, you know, his last two games. He barely squeaked out a win last week. And this Bills team is picking apart defenses left and right. Good defenses, bad defenses. It doesn't matter. It's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They've got the hook. They got the hookup. They got the chemistry. Alrighty. Um, what other? Um, let's go into our points by a team in the first half. Our favorite prop bets to do. So we we officially endorse. Officially endorse. Bills minus six and a half and Bills minus ten. I love both of those. I, I'm comfortable with both of those. Alrighty, here we go. Uh, points by team in the first half. You have Colts over ten and a half, which does seem a little enticing. Anything over nine and a half, or yeah, like nine and a half, that's definitely enticing. But I'm not trusting the Colts here on the road, so I definitely stay away from the over nine and a half. And unfortunately for the Bills here, they're over fourteen and a half. We never take anything over thirteen and a half. But we're gonna make an exception here, folks. We're doing an exception. We never do this. We've never taken anything over thirteen and a half points in the first half. But I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Josh and I'm. I'm feeling the energy from Buffalo from here, folks. I mean, I'm on Twitter. The Bills fans are rocking. They've got 6,700 fans in the stadium. They're going to be rocking. It's Phillip Rivers, a little bit of a wobbly arm, maybe a little nervous here. It's cold out there in Buffalo today, folks. So, first time ever, we're taking this. Bills over 14.5 points in the first half, two touchdowns and a field goal. We usually don't love to kind of root for that, but it's Josh Allen, baby, against this Colts defense. I guarantee you there's at least one turnover by Phillip Rivers for a short field. They probably score a touchdown off of it. If it's not a pick six already, Josh Allen will score seven off that turnover. So, here it is, folks, our endorsement. Bills over 14.5 points in the first half. It's minus 103, so not great value it's not you know you, you can't you know be a millionaire off this but you bet 500 you win 490 bucks basically doubling your money so we endorse this um all right now i want to kind of look at some props for how many interceptions philip rivers is going to throw because that's definitely interesting because i can see one at least at least one so let's see if we can get turnovers here by philip rivers if we can look for this quickly go through this if we can't we can move on Touchdown passing props. I would love to see, do this too. What do we got by Josh Allen? Total touchdowns. Can I just do it by Josh Allen? Let's go to player props. All right. Philip Rivers passing yards over 265. No. Heck no. Over 265. Are you kidding me? No. Under 265. And Vegas even agrees. They have the plus. Or they had the over 265 and a half yards for Phillip Rivers as plus 100. So even Vegas is like, oh, no, that's not even going to happen. So definitely stay away from that. What do we got here? Touchdown passes. All right, here it is. Josh Allen over two and a half. Yes, I believe it, folks. I believe it. Absolutely. And you get some good value here. It's plus 115. So Josh Allen, three touchdown passes. Yeah, he's probably going to throw three to Stephon Diggs. Um, so I like that. Josh Allen, over two and a half touchdown passes. will endorse this one as well. I really think this is going to be a blowout from start to finish, just like how that Dolphins game was, except for the first quarter. The first, the first quarter is going to look like the second quarter in that game, and the second quarter is going to look like the second quarter, and the third quarter is going to look like the second quarter, and the fourth quarter is going to look like the second quarter, and they're going to have like 70 points this game. They'll probably win 70 to like seven. It's going to get ugly, folks. It's not going to be good. They, these are not even too close. 
close teams. Like, this Colts team isn't even near the same level as the Bills are. They're not even close, folks. This is going to be a blowout. Why do you think they put it at the 1 o'clock window? Hmm? Because it's going to be a blowout. What's the next game at the 1 o'clock window tomorrow? Uh, that's Titans-Ravens. That's going to be a little bit closer. So don't understand. I don't understand. Don't uh, take that logic and apply it to tomorrow. Um, all right. What else do we got here? I want to see these interceptions. Let's see. Because Phillip Rivers over one and a half touchdowns. That's not happening. <laughs> He's not throwing one touchdown. If, he, if, they, if the Colts score a touchdown, it's Jonathan Taylor rushing the ball. That's it. That's it. T.Y. Hilton. That's all you have to do. If you can cover him, you're, you're going to be fine. Alrighty, let's see. To score three or more touchdowns. Holy cow. Is this three or more? Yeah, three or more. What do we got there? Anything we like here? Stefan Diggs, where is he? For him scoring. Three or more touchdowns. That's plus 2,800. You put 500 on Stefan Diggs catching more than three touchdown passes. That's $14,000. Holy moly. Ooh, I think I I think we like this, folks. Stefan Diggs catching more than 3 3 or more touchdown passes. At least 3 touchdowns for Stefan Diggs. 500 pays 14,000. Woof. That's looking like some great value. That's looking like some great value, folks. I'm not getting any interceptions. How unfortunate. Oh, I think we found him. Here it is. Here it is. Philip Rivers over half. Yes, yes. Take this. This is oh, this is guaranteed. This is the easiest way to make any money ever. Philip Rivers to throw a pick. It's over half. So he throws one, you win. I can't believe they have it at half. Um, yes, minus one forty-eight. So I mean, not great value, but you can bet whatever you want on this. Bet ten thousand. Bet a thousand. Bet a thousand on this. And you're walking away with sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, you might have to put ten thousand on this to get something good. What do we got here for ten grand? Sixteen thousand. Now that's looking good. Ten grand on Philip Rivers to throw an interception. Easy. That's easy money. He throws at least two. At least two. Woof. I love that. Yes. That's this. If you're if you're taking any prop bets today, it should be this one. Philip Rivers throwing a pick. Easy money. Easy money. You bet whatever you want on that because it's easy. It's a lock. Bet your house. Bet your house on that. Alrighty, I think that's the most we can do is just half an interception. So, got some good ones here. Phillip Rivers throwing an interception. Perfect. That's easy money. Go and take that. Bills over 14 and a half. We're taking that as well. And I think those will be our two two endorsed prop bets. Phillip Rivers throwing a pick and Bills over 14 and a half for the half. For the first half. Alrighty. 20 minutes away from kickoff. Let's uh, try and squeeze these other two games in here. Rams, Seahawks. Once again, we have to go. Well, first, let's start here by um, team props. Let's see if we get any good value by points by a team in the first half. Rams are over 9.5. And, and once again, it does seem appetizing. Don't get me wrong, but it's Jared Goff. Um, has has there even been an, an official announcement yet of Jared Goff or John Walford's going? Let's see if we can quickly see anything here. Breaking news, anything? Let's see. We're twenty. I mean, we're twenty minutes away from kickoff for the first game. Not seeing anything quickly. Not really seeing anything. What do we got here? I just saw a Colts video. Philip Rivers warming up. I love the white jerseys. Looking good. Feeling good out there. Philip Rivers. 
Mm, not trusting him. I'm not trusting Philip Rivers, folks. He never pulls through. Never, ever. Alrighty, yeah, so we still don't have a, an answer on this Rams quarterback situation. As we said, the line really indicates that it's going to be Jared Goff. I mean, there's no reason that this line let's is it still minus three for the Seattle Seahawks? I, I don't I don't think we've uh, checked it. So Bills is still minus six and a half, which I don't understand that. I would assume everybody's hammering Bills minus six and a half, so that would have probably made it go up. So I don't understand the people that are picking Colts minus six and a half. I'm sorry, but it's gonna be a sucker bet. I called the sucker bet yesterday or last week of Bears plus five. That is that I told y'all that was a sucker bet. And I think the Colts plus six and a half is another sucker bet. I would heavily advise to stay away from that, folks. Um, all right, let's go back to Rams Seahawks here. It's still Seahawks minus three. So Jared Goff, I'm assuming, is still going to play even though it hasn't been announced yet. We see what Vegas is doing. If you ever want to know, just check the lines officially. Go down, investigate some of the quarters, scoring by quarters. You can learn a lot from a game by just looking at all the lines and all the odds and all of that. Um, alrighty, so let's see what we're comfortable with. We'll start here, then we'll go uh, points by team in the first half. But uh, Seattle think they're going to win. I would still stick with only the minus three for them just because their offense has been very shaky down the stretch here where the Bills, we don't have to worry about that. They're putting up 50 points every game. We don't have to worry about their offense, but we still do have to worry about Seattle's offense, unfortunately. So I really would still advise only taking Seahawks minus three. Don't think you're any getting really any good value. Maybe buy it up to six and a half minus six and a half for Seattle. Get it under that seven hook. I'm, I would not endorse anything over Seattle minus seven for this game. Um, the, this game's probably still going to be close. I mean, division rivals, they played each other twice already. Third meeting, um, Rams still have a good defense. It's just their offense pretty much is not going to do anything like it has been not doing the last couple weeks here. Seattle's defense is good, so, I mean, they they cancel out the Rams. But, uh, you know, their offense, I mean, they're not getting it done to the fourth quarter. Now, they're still getting it done, which is a positive, but it's stalling, it's stuttering, it's waiting, it's waiting, it's waiting. And, you know, there's going to be games where they're waiting and waiting, waiting, and it never comes. The scoring never happens. So they've kind of been lucky that they've been picking it up in the fourth quarter, but we still can't really trust it that much. So I would really only endorse, I highly endorse Seahawks minus three. I love that. Basically, they win the game. I I mean, you know how scoring works, three points for a field goal, seven points for a touchdown. Now, yes, they could be missed field goals and, you know, they could, you know, win by two or one like that. I get that. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things of how scoring works, really three points is basically just winning the game. All right, so Seahawks minus three, we love it. Seahawks minus six and a half, it's plus 165. Decent value there. You put 500 on it, you're walking away with 1300 bucks. So yeah, doubling your money plus some, absolutely fantastic. Almost tripling, you almost, well, you double your money profit and then you have a little left over. So, um, all right, what else do we get here? So I really would only endorse Seahawks minus six and a half. Um, let's see points by team in the first half. Do we get anything good here? Rams over nine and a half. As we said, I mean, we, we just can't trust the offense. We're not trusting the Rams offense. We're not trusting Washington's offense. We're not trusting the Colts offense. We're not trusting the bears offense. Um, because the, what, what, what has, what have they shown us this season consistently more than one, one and done, you know, can they string two, three good games together? And we haven't seen that from any of those teams, especially this Rams team. I think they had one. One good game where they put up like 30 points and that was that was it now they're back to 19 and 9 and 20 and 23 and still losing those games so stay away from rams over nine and a half 
Seahawks is over 10 and a half. Um, this one's decent. This one's decent. They're kind of catching you on that 10-point hook. So, you know, touchdown field goal, you're still losing. You need really two touchdowns, which is always, you know, a pain to take. But uh, we are going to endorse Seahawks over 10 and a half points in the first half. I mean, I'm expecting Russell Wilson to kind of come out firing. I mean, they've got to do something. They've got to spark the offense in some way. It's Pete Carroll. It's Russell Wilson. It's some brilliant minds over there in Seattle. I think they get it done. Rams on the road. Jared Goff's up in the air. You know, all that. They probably could get a turnover. They picked off Jared Goff once in their, you know, in week 16. So they can do it again here. So we are going to take Seahawks over 10.5 points in the first half. That is officially endorsed. Um, basically just doubling, doubling your money here, you know, with the minus 110 odds. You put 500 on it, you're winning 455 bucks. Pretty decent there. Um, all right, let's see if we get anything good here in the player props for their turnovers. Uh, I would maybe put Jared Goff at one over if it's half like Phillip Rivers is, then we'll take that. I'm not going to take anything with Russell Wilson because he really doesn't turn the ball over. He is kind of a magician, especially in the playoffs. Um, so what do we get here? Turnovers. Anything about this? QB interceptions. Russell Wilson. Wow, yeah. So they don't even have it on here because, uh, you know, they they don't know what's going to happen. But I think with the spread, they kind of know, but they can't put it on here because then that's definitely knowing. So Russell Wilson, you can't do anything with John Golf or Jared Golf or John Walford. So nothing great there. So Seahawks minus three. Very, very good. Seahawks over ten and a half. Pretty good. Seahawks minus six and a half. Once again, pretty good as well. Already, and then the last game, Bucks in Washington, and this one has come up a point. Wow, we locked this one up at Bucks minus eight. It's now Bucks minus nine. It's not that Washington's not going to be competitive in this game. They will be competitive defensively, but offensively, they can't do anything, folks. They they've got no big names. I mean, go ahead, name me their big their big offensive weapon. I'll wait. I'll give you all five seconds. Who's their best offensive weapon? Yeah, Terry McLaurin, rookie, wide receiver. Okay, that's nothing great. Um, who's their second? Antonio Gibson. I don't even know if he's playing this game. He's been banged up the kind of back half of the season. So, And then you got Alex Smith on top of that. They're not. Uh, let's just go through it. Let's go through the Washington's points this season. Break it down. We've got time here. We can go through this. The offense is just not capable. I don't know what it is about it. They got no weapons. It's Alex Smith at quarterback. So last week they put up a whopping 20 points. 20. 20. And they didn't score in the second half of that game. They scored, I think, three points in the second half of that game. Nothing great. Um, so 20 points one week. Week 16, 13 points. Is that a good offense so far? Two weeks and you put up 33 points combined? That's not that great. Now let's go to week 15. What did they do here? 15. 15 points. Come on. At home. These are home games, folks, and they're not putting up any points. So, so far, there's max ceiling offensively. It's 20 points as we're seeing. Now let's go to week 14. Washington, 23 points. All righty. But if you kind of remember in this game, I think they got kind of a pick six and a fumble six. So defense putting up most of the points there with their 23 there. So, um, you know, offensive ceiling, I guess we can kind of raise it to 23 a little bit. But once again, are you going to trust that? Are you going to trust that they can finally pull out their best game offensively this week? 
Let's go to week 13. We'll go all the way back. 23 points again. Again. That's their ceiling. 23 points. It's like the Rams. Not good. 40, ooh, 41, but it was against the Cowboys. That's why Mike McCarthy just fired all their defensive players. Let's quickly go through this game. Why did they put up 41 points against the Cowboys? Who was quarterbacking here? They probably got a couple pick sixes, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. All right. We have Alex Smith. So, oh, my. Folks, look at this. Look, folks, you got to look at the. Yes, they put up 41, but look at these stats, folks. Alex Smith went 19 of 26 for 149 yards. Only one touchdown. Only one touchdown. They had two rushing. No, three rushing touchdowns. They had three rushing touchdowns. Antonio Gibson had the game of his life here, 115 yards and three touchdowns. But I'm telling you, it's not Alex Smith doing it. It's not Alex Smith. If they put up any points, it's not Alex Smith doing it, folks. It's not. So, yes, they put up 41 points. Um, but it's Alex Smith dinking and dunking. Dinking and dunking. Dunking and dicking. <laughs> dunking and dinking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here we go. 41 points. That's not their ceiling, though. I'll tell you that. That's just that's an outlier, folks. That's an outlier. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So that's week 12. That's week 12. We had to go back five weeks for that. Six weeks for that. All right. Week 11. They're back down to 20. They're back down to 20 points. Week 10. 27. All right. That's decent. I'll give them that one. That's respectable. That's a respectable 27. Then they're back to 20 at week 9. Week 8. They were on a bye. So zero points. Count that. We're counting. They put up zero points in week eight. Absolutely not good. Week seven, 25 points. Once again, just blowing out the Cowboys. 25 to three. I mean, both these meetings, they just shellacked them. In early Cowboys, that was not a good defense. 19 points. Week six. Week five. We're going through all weeks, folks. Here it is. Week five. 10. 10. 10 against the Rams. 10 against the Rams, folks. 10 points. 10. Week two, week four, 17. If you're not scoring more than 20, you have no chance of winning the game. I'll tell you that. All right, week three, 20. Week two. Week two. 15. 15 points. What are we doing with 15 points? That's nothing. In week one, 27, but they didn't do anything in the first half. Remember, they came back this game. A little bit of a blow up there by Carson Wentz to get up to a 17-0 lead. They put up 13 points in the fourth quarter. Game's over at that point, most likely. Um, so, yeah, they had two outlier games, one of 41 and one of 27. Everything else is 20 or less. It's not a good offense, folks. Not a good offense here. So, yes, we can still buy Tom Brady minus nine. If Alex Smith has the game of his life, they put up 25 points. And the Bucks probably still win like 35-24. Is that nine points? That's nine points. So take it. Yes, Bucks minus nine. We feel comfortable with that. Now, since it's already so high, we probably can't buy this one up and feel too comfortable. Maybe, maybe over, uh, uh, Tampa Bay minus 13 and a half. That's probably the most I would feel comfortable buying it up to. You put 500 on this, and you're winning 1,200. What happens if you put 500 on the minus 9? Let's see how much of a difference that is. 500 on minus 9. You win 960. So what do we? What was it, 1,200? 1,200 to um, 900? Let's do this one. Compare them. So 
So 500 on bucks minus nine, you win, you know, 960. 500 on bucks minus 13, you win 1275. So, you know, is it that much more money for all those points you have to swallow? So I would still only recommend the bucks minus the points here, minus nine. Um, it's not that, you know, bucks aren't going to put up a lot of points. It's still, though, like Washington's defense is a top five defense. So bucks probably don't go out and score 40 points. They probably settle around maybe tw like high 20s, low 30s, like 28 to 32 points. But Washington's not going to score. So it's going to be kind of like a 28-10, 28-15, 28-17 maybe game. So that's how I see it going. I just don't think Washington's going to put up that many points. And I think... This Washington defense can hold the Bucks on a couple of series where they don't score any points, but still at the end of the day, Tom Brady's going to figure it out. They've got too many weapons to cover all of them. So Bucks minus nine, we still love it. Let's quickly go here to points by a team in the first half. We get Washington over eight and a half and Bucks minus four or over fourteen and a half. We stay away from both of these. Washington over eight and a half. I just told y'all for seven straight minutes that Washington can't score any points, especially if they score any points is in the first half. So if you like that, then over eight and a half, you know, you'll like. But we're gonna stay away from that. They don't put up points. This offense is not good. It's not a good offense. And that's what this game is coming down to. You have one good offense and one bad offense. I'll take the good offense and I'll swallow the nine points with it. Um, Bucks over 14.5. We never take over 13.5. We're making the one exception for Buffalo. So please, Josh Allen, do not screw me over. The reputation of the show is on the line, my guy. You can't be you can't be uh, busting us when we're just praising you. We've been praising you the last two weeks. So come on. Help a brother out here. Alrighty, And then um, we'll do one more thing because we're five minutes away from kickoff. So... What else we got here? Um, can we have an interception by um, Alex Smith? Let's see that. Can we get an interception here? Can we buy the interception of Alex Smith? Tom Brady touchdown passes is over two and a half. And look at this. Washington's not even putting up any quarterback stats for Alex Smith. So Taylor Heineke could still play. Terry McLaurin. No, no, that's Terry McLaurin. <laughs> um, yeah, Taylor Heineke's yeah so kind of like the Ram Seahawks game Vegas isn't sure if Taylor Heineke is gonna go or Alex Smith is gonna go with this line I'm assuming Alex Smith is gonna go um, if Taylor Heineke was gonna play I think the spread would probably be up minus 13 and a half so um, yeah unfortunately we can't buy the Alex Smith interception how unfortunate um, alrighty, so there we go, folks. Oh, and look at this. Look at this. As we're talking, people are betting Bills minus six and a half. That's why it's gone to Bills minus seven. Now people love the Bills. We got it with great value under that seven point hook. Now it's, you know, seven points, push or win. I mean, how lame is that, right? We don't want to push. Pushing, pushing ruins everything. I, I, I'd rather lose than push, right? Um, alrighty, so Bills minus six and a half. Uh, Bills over 14 points in the first half. Phillip Rivers throwing an interception. Seahawks minus three. Possibly Seahawks minus six and a half. Not huge on it, but I I, I, I have a little faith in it. Um, and then Bucks minus nine. Bucks minus eight. We locked it in at Bucks minus eight. I wouldn't take it really any higher than the eight, nine it already is. So that's what we've got here today, folks. Go make some money. Have fun watching the game. Hopefully your team is winning because obviously we are not here. How unfortunate. So. 
We'll be back here tomorrow. Same thing like we did today. We're doing tomorrow, and uh, we'll probably look at Ravens-Titans as kind of our playoff highlight. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about last-second best bets, final thoughts, and all of that good stuff. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Have a wonderful day of watching football all day, one, four, eight. And then we do it tomorrow, folks. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Do it again tomorrow. Alrighty, folks, we're out of here.